Do you know all of the ability names of your mains? Out of curiosity, I was just thinking about this while we were talking about it, because I don't think I know all of the ability names of every champ I've ever mained. I definitely do. Final Spark. But only because I played for Lux. a lot of League of Legends like a, like a nerd. Um, Bullet Time actually, from Misfortune. Light Binding, Prismatic Barrier. Um, do you know her passive? Lucent Spark is her so, E? No, no, so Lucent cool. Singularity, right? That's her E. Lucent Singularity is her E, and then Final Spark's her ult, and then... Yep. Passive is... Oh, no! Fun. Passive's the auto. Yeah, it's the, the auto that does a little... Passive pop. is why I like building Lich Bane on Lux, because I like to see it go boom. <laughs> oh, um... Oh. This is going to really annoy me when you tell me what it is. What is it? I actually don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, now it's, I don't feel so bad. Now I don't feel so bad. No, because you kind of trying to get a passive in. This guy got this <laughs> shit-eating <laughs> grin on his face. Poor, huh? I, I, did, I did have a shit-eating grin. <laughs> Illumination. <laughs> Illumination, that's what it's called. Mm. It's called Illumination. I never would have guessed that. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Critical Strike Podcast, episode 33. I think, no, 34. Um, no, it is 33. It's 33. It's 33. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike, when I, when I said 33 last week, I was wrong, so yeah. I apologize. <laughs> did a whole um, bit about it, too. Yeah. Did, yeah. And I, and, I, and I don't think I cut it, either. Um, you know you what? did it. That's fine. Just I was listening to it. I was uh, listening to it. I'm like, what? You, what? <laughs> what did I do wrong? Nope. Tank. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we're back. Um, thank you all for being here. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a lull, uh, for sure, as far as just, like, you know, broader league competitive stuff, uh, just because regional playoffs are ending. Um, Hanwha Life, by the way, qualifying for Worlds. Little, little 3-0 sweep of Nongshim. Let's go. And MVP Chubbier Worlds, baby. Peanut. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not see that coming. Um, I've got a spicy take on that front, but we'll get to that later, because uh, that is going to be the theme of our episode. It is... Uh, our, our coldest takes of 2021, in hindsight, um, as well as maybe some spicy forward-facing ones, uh, here with the usual suspects. Um, my, my, the, the, thing that, the thing that I say, the fact that I say the usual suspects, that is very usual suspect of me. That is very um, one-trick pony of me. But uh, mm. Meg K, Tyler Escarab, <clears throat> as well as Michael Kelly. Um, yeah, thank you all for being here. How we, uh, how we doing, first of all? Feeling great now that I've graduated to usual suspect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're a mainstay. You're a consistent figure. You've hopped in enough times to cover our asses when we like couldn't do shit. That I think it's like more than enough time for you to be promoted to like regular correspondent. Yeah, I would yeah, not yeah. Say that I'm still working my way up. What is? Nah, I don't know. Bro. I don't know why you think any of us are qualified. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very bad way to think about it. Thirty-three episodes. I've been in what, like six? Come on. Have you been in only six? Uh-huh. Maybe more. Count, no. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If nah. it's enough that you can't remember, it's enough to be a consistent there it is. Exactly. usual suspect, if you will. Um, yeah. And we will. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah how's, how's the rest of the gang doing? We're good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, yeah. took a bit of a break last week, but we're here now. I'm excited to talk with the lads and lasses. How was your, uh, how was your trip? How was fishing? It was good. Oh, man. I think that... Uh, I did. We put, we put them back in the water, obviously, but you know, it's fishing is just, I, if you haven't fished before, I suggest you try it at least once. Cause I think that it's not about just the fishing. I think it's about the friends you had along the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, technically it is that. though. Cause like for, for me, <laughs> <what the> <laughs> okay. Anyways, no, I just think that fishing is just a great way to just hang out with your friends and just catch up. If, especially if you haven't talked to them in a while and then. You catch fish. That's it. <laughs> so Right. Just before nice. we get into the podcast properly, I do have a really stupid question um, to mm. ask vis-a-vis fishing, because it is a thing that I've thought for a long time. Can fish hear? Do fish have ears? Mm. Because oh I, ke- I, I always, don't know. like, there's a, there's a really big lake near where I live, and a lot of people go fishing there. You have to have a license, but a lot of people go fishing there. And they're always listening to music, like, super loudly. And I'm like... Surely the fish will hear. And I don't think fish like Drake, so they're not going to come over to you and bite. So it says, fish ears, fish can hear, but their ears are on the inside. I think think it's one of those, like, detecting vibrations sort of things. 
Yes. Okay. Bony That's fishes detect vibrations through their ear stones. But She's both gonna drop ear fish stones use... like that's a thing that makes sense. <laughs> it's called otoliths, and both people and fish use parts of their ears to help them with balance. It's called ears. It says it right here. It's the it's from the Texas.gov website. So I don't know. I, I guess I don't if know. you just Bro. listen to music that doesn't have a bunch of bass in it, then it won't vibrate, and the fish won't hear it. Exactly. That's it. That's all you need to do. Anyway, this has been this week's Fishing Weekly segment yeah. over Welcome to the, uh, <laughs> the Let's Ear Stones podcast. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Uh, so we're uh, fishing for content here. Oh, my as always. Oh, you're so good, bro. Nice. Um, uh, we are going to yeah, recap some of our toughest takes. I We'll start with, with this one. Um, I think this the cold is ones. More, uh, Cracking some cold pertinent. ones today. Um, yeah, cracked some cold ones, as it were. Um, G2 being a super team. Uh, and I think, uh, Meg, you'll remember this as well, and, and Tyler, uh, and I talked about it last week, but do y'all remember when I was like, oh, is Reckless too serious for G2? And does that matter? Um, yeah. And then I just very quickly, once they actually started playing, even though their results were horribly inconsistent, I was like, yeah, they're going to be fine. Yeah, it's okay. I'd still take them on my team. I'd still start a you know, franchise around X, Y, and Z. And then just... I Everything came crashing down. It's a good thing I'm not held accountable for my opinions in that one. <laughs> it's a really good thing. Because um, mm. I'd be broke as a joke right now. It's a good thing that once you delete things off the internet, they are gone forever. And that's true. Mm. You can't be held accountable for the things that you say. Especially Folks, when they're wrong. she's right. Folks, yeah, nothing you say on the internet is there forever. You can delete it, and it's definitely gone. <laughs> and then not archived You somewhere. should definitely just tweet the first thing that comes into your head at all times. For sure. But yeah, no, I, I remember that, because when he came into it, we were wondering if his seriousness was going to hamper the team or help the team, like, get their shit together when it mattered. I don't know anymore, you know? <clears throat> like... I mean, he seems, like, happier in this loss than he seemed in a lot of the losses that happened with Fnatic in so much as he mm. didn't, like, sob his eyes out on stage. So I don't know if, like, the the atmosphere at G2 has, like, changed his mental towards things like that, because he always seemed like a person who took every loss Losses, yeah. like really to heart especially a loss like this where you're missing out on worlds and i don't know like that's a good thing it's good to not have like losses like that crush your spirit in the same way but also like is that like competitive drive is it going to be a problem that that's not there in the same way if it has changed if his mentality has changed i i would say that <clears throat> Of course, I don't know exactly what he's thinking, right? But to me, I feel like with Fnatic, those are a lot more crushing because he's been with them for so long. He's tried so hard with them for so long. He's built this kind of like dynasty with them. Whereas with G2, it did feel almost like a KD kind of situation where he kind of just joined the team. Of course, I'm not going to question his drive to win because that's what he, why he left. It's because he thought he could win more with G2. But maybe that's why he didn't have the same reactions as before because he realizes like, wow, like I, this isn't because I've built up like a dynasty and you know what I'm saying? Like I, I left to join a super team and they ended up crashing. And I feel like that has less of an impact than me building up a thing with it, like building up something with a team to the point where we're right there and then we fail. But that's just me. That's how I'd react anyways. It's like if I went and joined a super team and we failed and like completely failed expectations, I'd be like, Shh. Yeah, I think kind of to your point, like this G2, I'm not going to call it a crash and burn, although you could technically refer it's to pretty, it as that. It's pretty crash and burning. This, um, this G2 fiasco that we are witnessing can kind of, at least for Reckless, you can put a little bit of that on external factors where it's like, Oh, the team didn't mesh after such a the, 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 such a short time together, or oh, the atmosphere wasn't right, or oh, it was like such a sudden move and blah 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 blah. Whereas if you're on Fnatic, it's like this is the same 
this has been the same for God only knows how long I've been doing the same thing and it's still not working, what's going wrong? So yeah, I kind of, like, it makes sense that this loss would not feel as bad. And this is not to say that they didn't care, because of course they care. Like, qualifying for Worlds is the whole point of a team's Mm -hmm. year. Mm-hmm. But I think it definitely will feel different on G2 than it would have on Fnatic. I don't think Reckless is the type of guy to like feel better or worse about a specific loss because everything we've been told about this guy, winning is like the only end goal for him, no matter who he's around. Um, and that's certainly the vibe I've gotten from him and every public-facing statement he's made over the course of the last few years. It's always mm-hmm. been about the end result, and the only end result he wants is to win. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think when you do jump into a situation like this, where you are the quote-unquote chosen one who's going to bring the organization you're stepping into to the next level, and you don't succeed... In I'm, fact, you go backwards. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I'm, I'm of the belief that it's less on that chosen disciple and more on the organization as a whole who put their faith into him. Because the guy also won spring MVP. Wild. Yeah. He's like, not bad. He's all right, I guess. He's okay. He's an okay player. Like he's he a... played really, like it wasn't like he was like inting his butt off. Like it, it like, <laughs> I don't know. I heard, I heard someone, some stream or something or other, like saying like how reckless, like his biggest, it, it was like another like pro player that like plays against him. Um, I forget who, so my bad. Uh, but saying like, oh, reckless, like his biggest flaw is that like he is very like predictable and safe. Like mm-hmm. he's not going to get like up in your face and like make you scared of the fact that hi, I'm a hyperscaler and I'm going to approach you to kill you. Whereas like other eighty carries, they make you think about them more. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not the Kazi where it's going to be like surprise, jumped out mm-hmm. of your bush and like just one shots yeah. your entire family. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm going to walk up to you very slowly. I'm going to wait for my support to set up exactly the right conditions for me to just one-shot everyone. And I'm going to jump in as Tristana. I'm going to get resets on every single kill. And I'm going to get a pentakill. That was, like, mm-hmm. his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He know, is very methodical, s- for what it's worth. Would you say you've seen, like, any of you have seen a change in his playstyle this year? Like, do you think he was different playing with Mickey than he was with Halo Sign? Because I don't... I think he was maybe a little bit more willing to take risks mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I also don't know if that was just because that's the kind of thing that I expect from G2 so yeah. anytime that he does take risks I'm paying more attention to it because it's like oh that's mm. the G2 thing like that's their whole shtick I mean I don't think that because Reckless if you look at his for example his stats just by stats alone he's he had a, an amazing year again an amazing year mm-hmm. but I just think that, like Mike said, it's more so just the rest of the team just couldn't get it together in, like, they just couldn't get it together. And Reckless is not the type of player, I don't think he's the type of player, because we saw this before, last year, I believe, but Caps would be able to, like, drag G2's corpse across the finish line sometimes yeah, with some like of his performances. 50 in yards just to get him over. Exactly. Like, I've seen that before from him where he just completely puts them in the backpack and just carries them to victories. Reckless can't really do that. Wasn't able to do that. And because, again, like you said, his play style is more so... It's not reckless enough. Mm-hmm. It's... Nice. <laughs> ah, <dude. laughs> there we go. Nice. Thank you, thank you. I'll hear, I'm here all week. No, but, yeah, like... You get what I mean? Like we see all these other ADCs that are willing to just jump into the fray and and make something happen. And Reckless is so reliable and so consistent. But again, he's not the type I, I don't see him as the type of guy to be that like he he's the type of ADC where it's like you're in a team fight and suddenly you realize you haven't hit him yet and he's killing everyone. So a lot of people are there's been a lot of discussion on socials about does this G2 roster get blown up this year? Does like do we see significant changes in this roster going into 2022? Because clearly something hasn't worked. And G2 is a team that kind of demands success. Like the name demands success, the history demands success. This is a team that needs to win stuff. Yes. If you're rebuilding this roster and you can only keep one piece, what would you rather rebuild around? A player 
I'm going to say a player like Caps, because he's kind of more consistent now than he has been in the past, but a player like Caps, who can absolutely win you or absolutely lose you a game by just doing some int shit, or just, like, flicking the switch and just carrying his ass off, or a player like Reckless, who you know probably will not be the sole win or loss condition for any game, but will be a consistent, reliable backbone. What would you rather build a roster around? Considering that you're probably going to be trying to look for rookies, are we taking are we taking positions into account? Like the fact that one plays mid, and the fact that one plays eighty carry, or are you saying like just purely based off like player personality archetype? I think that's Uh, all part of it. Yeah, you can take it into account into account to a certain extent, but I think that looking at the personalities is also important. Because I would. Okay, Tyler, go first. Mm I've spoken about this many times with you guys on my preferences for, like, for example, all pro or even, oh, which player do you want to build around or whatever. It's like, I value the people who are willing to take risks and willing to make that, like, they're the guy that you know will is willing to risk it just for the win. Obviously, Reckless is that kind of guy, but in-game, I mean. And I think that mm-hmm. I would just... Okay, for me, though, I think they're sticking with both Reckless and Caps. That's just me, though, right? G2, I think that they're going to stick with both Reckless and Caps. There's no way you let go of these two players because they're the top... I think if they didn't, they'd be stupid. They're they're, They're, they're they're both under contract, and they have no reason not to keep them. Exactly, and... Pre-existing fanatic synergy, their carries, their... They're top two in their role. Yeah, they're top two in their role, both of them. Huh? I don't know about that. At their peak, sorry. Not this season. We gotta but, bring up those eighty carry power rankings from earlier in the summer. Yes. Again, speaking of speaking of freezing cold Oof. takes, woof. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I just I would I would if I had to pick one, I'd go with Caps. I think it I also agree. makes the guys. Uh, I think it makes the guys around him better too. Like if you see someone yeah. that like wants to win, you as a rookie are sitting there going, "Well, I gotta step it up." Right, this guy isn't. You know, this guy's experienced and he's like hungry and he's not here to just like go for a paycheck. I also think that like the reason I asked why eighty about like positions and I'll let uh, Mike talk like aggression as an AD carry is a really thankless thing because <laughs> for every Danny yep. for, for every for, like it's the same champion doing the same thing pulling a Danny and pulling a tactical I would say well turtle but yes opposite <laughs> thing right like yeah. when tactical was you know it's like oh please play Malphite Tristana right it's like oh no he's playing like aggressive Tristana mm-hmm. like that's like, very yeah. small margins. Yeah, it's very very small. So I, that's why I like that's my kind of caveat on it. But um, Mike, if you play as an aggressive eighty carry, you're bound to int eventually. Um, yeah. And I think I don't want to knock on Reckless because he is like one of the best European players. One of the ever. he's goated. Like he's absolutely yeah, goated. I'm not gonna reason. I'm not gonna sit here and smack talk him, but I will say the man is a KDA player. Like. He abs- there's a there's a reason he has like a double digit KDA every single split, and it's because he's safe. With that yep. being said, you would think you would think he would do better with a support like Mickey, who is there to enable him and boost him up, as opposed to a guy who only presses the go button in Hillisang. So you would think this year would be a a year where Reckless would you know benefit, but mm. it just it never came to fruition because I think G two as a whole took a step back. And 100%. While, while Reckless played up to his usual standard, the players around him just didn't. That being said, I don't know if Fnatic is as good of a team as they are right now at this moment in time with Reckless subbed in for upset. Sorry, also, what? Wait, hold on. What, did you, what was that? I'm, I'm saying if you keep Reckless on Fnatic... And with right Whip now. on Adam. Yes. With Whip on Adam? They wouldn't be as good as they are with upset. Yes. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I kind of agree with that. I I I, I don't know because I, I think upset might be. I mean, they're, they're, upset and reckless are hungry for different things, right? Upset wants to go to worlds and he wants to get the monkey off his back, um, whereas reckless, like you know, he's he's dealing with a different kind of exhaustion, right? He wants to win the dang thing. Yeah, I think that kind of going back to, I, I actually think like it could actually work really well because I think that talk like talk about support and eighty carry like. I don't know if this is completely accurate, but it's something, something I just thought of. Like, Hilly is the the Hilly to his Reckless. He is the go button that Reckless needs to be as complete an AD carry as... This is what I was thinking. Like, 
that's kind of how I think about it. Because if your support goes in, right, and says like, no, this is actually where we're going, you have as an AD carrier, you're just like, well, okay, here we go. That's you have to. It's like being an introvert when um, one of your drunk your extrovert friend. friends yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tries to take you to a bar. If two introverts go to a bar, they're just going to have two drinks and go nothing. home. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. an introvert and an extrovert go to a bar, the introvert is going to end up like dancing in a cage at some point in the evening. Like you're just going to end up at a place where there's cages and the introvert Don't will know be dancing. How you got in there. Them. And yeah, and the next day they'll wake up and be like, why did I do that? And like sometimes and the you're going to fall of water going, you know what, don't worry about it. But also you're going to have some of the like most fun nights of your life. Like I think someone like Reckless really, really needs someone like Hilly. He does not need a Lulu. He needs a Malphite. He needs a Rakan. He needs like someone who's going to go in. And yeah, they're probably going to in like a good amount of the time, but he needs that kick up the ass. Cause I think he would just sit and farm for most mm. of the game. If he did not have someone to be that, kick up his ass which i think we kind of saw a little bit this year like mickey is a very good very proactive support but he doesn't in like hella sangins and i think that's kind of needed you know speaking of which was a great segment this is a great segue into this is the bwipo roll swap i think it was perfect and, really and well. looking back at it now i was really really hesitant obviously i think everyone kind of was mm-hmm. yeah yeah it felt like a last chance move. It was like that like Hail Mary pass at the end of the game. Times like the 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 the, the clock is run to zero. This is your last play. You know, what do you do? Roll swap. Get a rookie uh, top laner. But now that I look back at it, like so many players were like this makes sense for Whippo because of his playstyle. He wants to be everywhere on the map, but he can't do that as a top laner. So where do they put him? Jungle where he ends up being everywhere. And the fact that Whippo is so willing to do nutso stuff and then plays with Hillisung, who's also willing to do even nuttier stuff, the just made scientists. it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. That's something Yamato talked about when uh, Lara was interviewing him and was like, yeah, like part of the world, part of the science behind the world swap was Whippo and Hilly are the shot callers and they have this incredible synergy together. They work as, it's like, to throw a World of Warcraft in there. It's like Cho'Gall, but, like, the two heads don't hate each other. Mm. Death lost me, but it's fine. No, he's got I me. I know just enough tangentially about WoW to understand that reference. He's got Shout me out to my the, friends who uh, incessantly <laughs> talk about WoW lore to me. <laughs> yeah, so... And, and obviously, you needed, you needed Adam to be, like, fantastic, because, like, the top lane meta nowadays isn't, oh, yeah. you know, isn't just sit there and renekt and gnar and, you know, scale, I definitely you know, play, think... play for late. Fnatic's messaging in the off season or in the early season did not help people's expectations for this roll swap because there was a lot of confusion about like why people were where they were, like what order the moves happened in, like was this just they needed Adam, they wanted to keep Whippo, so like eh, screw it, you go jungle, it'll it'll probably be fine, we can work out the details later, or was it like a planned, choreographed like self-made is the reason that eu lost worlds twitter memes type <laughs> god that whole thing was so annoying was... but <laughs> like i'm i'm really glad it worked out because i think whippo is an excellent player and i think he's a good person to have in the community and i'm happy that we can keep him around and i think he's really good for fanatic and now reckless is gone like he is fanatic's franchise player he's, he's their the star him and hillisang are their like I think Hillisang's kind of shy and like very introverted, so he's not going to be like the face of the brand in the same way. Mm-hmm. But like, Bwipo is the face of this organization, and I think they've picked up a really good person to have as like their forward-facing spokesperson for the brand Absolutely. outside of the game. Like, he's a cool dude and he's a good talker. I, I think honestly, Bwipo's he... making Hilly dance in the cages. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and the thing is that I think that Bwipo's been already transitioning into that face of the franchise role even when reckless was there because again reckless is very to himself doesn't do a lot of interviews mostly just does pgl or 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 post games you know what i'm saying like one euphoria per split exactly exactly and so i think that whippo was already transitioning into that because everyone knew when you have an interview with whippo it's like this guy's gonna be talking a lot he's great to speak to because he's super smart about the game whenever he's on like broadcast or something nuts it's so good my interview with Whippo is in my top three favorite interviews I've ever done. He's, like, so much fun to talk to. Yeah, he's great. He's great to talk to, and I think that 
I, I haven't seen like full five men TP double TP dives bot lane <laughs> in so long and Fnatic broke that out twice and give I'm just some, like give me some nonsense give me some WTF type plays sometimes yeah. it's necessary sometimes you gotta just take the board game rip the board in half and throw it on the floor and exactly. just start playing someone else felt like LPL when they were like straight up doubling the kills to minutes it's like Insane. these guys are just they just want to kill stuff and they found the jungler to do that and now they have the perfect duo. On paper, it shouldn't have worked. Yeah. Like, by no means. I mean, you're taking your career top laner, throwing him into the jungle. By the way, he's replacing probably the best jungler your organization has seen in like three, four a years. A good while. Yeah. Like, yeah. what's going on? And you and lose your, 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 your franchise ADC that's. Yeah. The, arguably, and, and you're bringing in a top region. lander who hasn't even sniffed the professional stage. Exactly. This yeah, just yeah. shouldn't work in a My million years. My went from a Division Two ERL to Worlds in one year, which, by the way, is nuts. Like mm -hmm. he start, he wasn't even in LFL First Division at the start of this year. Like my guy was a complete, to borrow a phrase from the US solo queue, turbo random, and now he's like. He's at what? That's that's yeah. nuts. He didn't even know that's that so he made cool. it to worlds, right? He, or, like, no, oh. he didn't know. He didn't know that he can he could win the LEC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is one of yeah. those ones, right? Where he's like, yeah, wait, he we thought, can yeah, still win. Like, yeah, he thought like they were just playing for worlds qualifications. Like, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was great, and it, it's a good story. And uh, you know, although you know, Matt ended up doubling up, still a great story. I think that 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 fanatic story was also really, really inspiring as well. That'll be fun. Story's not over. Yeah, sure. not yet. Got a long way to go. Yeah, there's a long way to go. Got a short time to get there, baby. <laughs> Speaking of teams that uh, could go a long way, or maybe not, down one. Mm. Uh, went, or not, not let Mike uh, take, take we'll, the... We'll take pass the, the ball over. From, yeah. Uh, a little backwards fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, uh, uh, about... damn one. Damn one, go. Yeah, man. Are they are they good? Like, no, no, no. Okay. Talk uh, about what you expected like, in the beginning. What you were saying. Oh, the, the... we're gonna jump into my f the freezing cold take section. Yeah, yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. The Dive right into that swimming pool. Give it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll. If you don't recall, um, many episodes ago we previewed the mid season invitational. I'll wear this trophy around my neck for a second and say that I willfully <laughs> predicted uh, that Damwon Gaming would win the tournament by a landslide they would leave everyone behind them in the dust and that there was a uh strong chance that they would clean sweep the event not dropping a single game um made a bet i made a bet with us too so so far off like <laughs> that that like, honestly that that ranks Probably at the top of my coldest takes of the year, as long as we're keeping on the cold takes train. Yeah. Um, there's, there's plenty others, but that one was egregious. And I think going into Worlds, they do look better, but man, learn my lesson. SK is rough right now. It's not pretty. It is not. It's not really pretty. I mean, we know the four teams that are going, like Damwon, Genji, Hanwha Life, and T1. You guys, paper. I don't know if you saw, but Faker's back at Worlds. I don't know if the, I don't know if that you've missed that one. I don't know if that passed you by or not. But Faker's I didn't know. Back at that was crazy. I, I didn't realize. Guys, well, Faker's back at Worlds. I am unreasonably Faker. excited. I don't care if he gets on stage and ints every single game. <laughs> I'm just so happy he's back at Worlds. What's gonna be real funny is watching Faker and Perks play each other in play-ins. That's gonna yes. be hilarious. We, we will find out if that is the case in like twelve hours. Yes, I, although thing. I do think T1 should win that series. I. I don't know. Granted, if you want don't win that series, I think I have to just go and live in a cabin in the woods for a while. Just I, to think about if T if T one don't win that series, Chobi's going to win Worlds. Chobi goes straight cool. to the group stage. Yeah, because because clearly they're the team of destiny. Because I think they they swept Live Sandbox and they swept Nongshin. Yeah, I think like, the Live Sandbox. Since dropping a save save save, save the takes, save the takes, save save the hot takes, save the hot takes. We got we still got a thing to go. I'm yeah I'm I'm interested. Regardless, LCK is not the Titan. That it once was. If anything, I would say that this League of Legends World Championship is the closest, like competitively speaking, that mm. we've seen in a pretty long time. I mean, maybe not for the best reasons, because like 
every team is good, but not every team is like show stopping. Like, oh my god, this like twenty twenty damn one level. Yeah, like no, no one's at that particular level. I don't think, but everyone is right. pretty. I think FPX matched. is man. We'll see. I mean, they they are horrified. They're my front yeah. runner for sure. Like yeah. at, they at this are stage so in the game. scary. I think just China in general. I, I think China's. Woke, a, I woke a up from a nightmare at four a.m. to watch them, and it was just a continued three-game nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, bro, right. Are you good, you bro? Need a talker. <laughs> it was <they're> ruthlessly efficient. <laughs> they just any team like I, I like. I would be surprised if they three zero um, EDG. It's very possible mm. coming up here. Wouldn't be surprised. It's very very possible. Isn't it wild that in the LPL and this is a good seg- uh, this is a good segue into the next point. And Stop also saying like that everything's a good segue when you make a but, good segue. Just do the segue. But no, okay, so it's wild for me to think that all the LPL representatives from last year aren't coming this year. That is what? wild to me. LPL makes no sense to me. Because I'll sometimes crazy. tune in. I'll like every three weeks I'll remember it like is going on because it, it happens in the morning for me. So I'm normally at work when LPL's on, but the couple of days that I start late. I'll be like, oh, I'll watch some LPL. And I'll tune in, I'll watch for five minutes, I'll be like, I I don't know what this is. Like It's either a fiesta or it's some of the most the, some of the scariest ga- leagues, like or games of League of Legends you've ever got, seen. Got like number one team versus number four million team, because there's way too many teams in that league. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. the equivalent of watching like LeBron dunk on a four year old repeatedly for like as Word. long as they can stall out the game for. Weird. Yeah. Very rarely yeah. do you get like stunning LPL games. A lot of the time, like, I mean, yeah, there are 17 teams in the league, which I'll be the first to admit that is insane. It's too loaded. It's a lot. Um, and when you have, you know, the 17th best team up against like, the 16th best team, or even any of the teams outside the top six, it's like, man. Now, mm. Like, very rarely do you get those FPX versus EDG matchups, but if there ever is a time to watch LPL, it's now. It's right I, now. This is like... Because guess these are some of the best teams in, let alone the East, like the world we're talking about here. Yep. Um, going head to head for spots at Worlds, there is a small possibility that um, RNG has to play in play-ins as well, which would be <sighs> kidding. Are you kidding it's me? Four play-ins teams. Hilarious. You look at these play-in the teams. They look across Faker up and be like, "Oh no!" Hilarious. <laughs> what and it's not even, um, like, there was the OS upset where um, PC qualified Peace. instead of yeah. um, Pentanet. Pentanet. So it's not even, like, it's just going to be these poor kids who show up <laughs> and suddenly my guy has to lay to Faker. It's like, can I go home? Yeah. Hey, shout like, out to Bobbip. And, uh, Bobby? Shout out. Best name to say. Tally. TSM Academy graduate. Yeah. Yo, shout out Tally, who was playing for Golden Guardians Academy like three months ago and said, nah, I'm going to go to Worlds instead. Watch this. I'm going back to O's. <laughs> and then he's like, this. oh, you want to face off against Faker? Oh, wait a minute. Who am I up against in lane? Faker? Oh, my God. What? Imagine. Also, brief obituary <laughs> shout out to Pentanet's poor content team, which I'm pretty sure is one dude who set up like a month long Road to China Road to World's China. Preview content series. Then for not only Worlds to not be in China, but for the team to... Not, not make, make well. <laughs> yeah. oh, is rough. That's is so brutal. <laughs> I feel bad laughing because, like, I can't imagine the amount of work put into a project like that. Because, like, yeah, content is difficult on a large scale like, of that nature. But also, like, that is hilarious. Like, <laughs> <Oof. laughs> uh, bro. Yeah, no, I feel bad. It's crazy, but we'll see what happens with peace. Oh no, I think I know it's gonna happen. Like, all due respect to the boys. <laughs> Whoa. But I know. I got a good. If well, history is any judge. Talent right there. Oh my god. Dude, I mean, play ins is crazy because, like, you get four of the play in teams get berths to go to groups. And there are four major region teams going to play ins. If the logic works out perfectly, those should be the teams that advance. I mean, at the very I least, it's going to be teams like LNG. Probably Han Wildlife, uh, Rogue, and Cloud9. On paper, those four should make it. And then you have like your uh, kind of and on the Fritz here teams. Here comes Renzga. 
Uh, we can. We'll round out with. We have like a just bringing the bringing the listeners into the into the beyond the wall for a second. We have a little list of all the things we want to talk about. I think um, just to tease what we're gonna end the episode on. I think we should probably finish with CLG Copium just because mm. I think that mm-hmm. would be funny to listen to all of you mauled. But um, yeah, I've taken Hank's job again. I apologize. Shout out to pour one out. <laughs> My man actually poured one out. <laughs> well, CLG Copium is quick. You want to? Yeah. You, you can take this, Hank. No, I mean, I just like I, like, like I kind of said, it, it's they've become like the most unlikable organization just after that whole fiasco, like that just put the chair on top of what what people were thinking was like, oh man, off the rift, like maybe you know, maybe stuff is bad because you've got five guys who like again on paper, I'm not even saying at their peak at their peaks, I think that roster is well, I don't know. I, I ironically think the top half of the LCS ended up being like really really good. Like yes, yes. like like top five. Like you know, EG and TSM even though they didn't make it, they des- like on their own merits, they deserve to at least go to play-ins. Not taking the broader context. Like, yeah, I, I would I would have given them a shot. I think it's privilege. Like, but you know, at their peaks, I think I think CLG could have crashed the party. Like that is a lot of talent on that roster. It's veteran how, talent that they've been yeah. places before. Yes. And how in God's green earth did that not happen? Potentially speaking, I mean, Finn Brox is not a bad top side. No, not at all. Like no. both those guys won worlds last year. And Wild Turtle and Smoothie should hold their own in bottom, and then I guess Poe Belter and Demonte are both reasonably good as well. Like, yeah, yeah at their peak, that's a top five, top six team. Potentially mm-hmm. speaking, if they play all at their peak, granted, that doesn't happen. They didn't. If they um, play, all, if, if they play all their peaks, I, I I give that team top four. Honestly, could happen. Could no. definitely happen. There, you know. Yeah, they got the pieces. Uh, but they have the pieces. It's just that I Turtles feel like one, like, like you would have to reach like solar eclipse levels of the stars aligning. Yeah, for that yes. to come to be sixty percent of that team was in the group stage at Worlds last year. Mm, you're right, Tur- Turtlefin and Broxa. Technically, um, you're right. However, however, you're you're correct. Uh, but I mean. Where were you when Jackie when when Wild Turtle put Jackie Love in the dumpster? Yeah, I'll get it. I don't know. I just think that the whole situation with that whole organization just flubbing up everything, combined with off season like off seasons from most of the players, just combined for one of the worst seasons we've ever seen in the LCS. Can I pose a really like controversial hypothetical for CLG? Please hit me with it. Controversy. Do you think now that like the curtain has been drawn and like everyone on social media hates CLG, <laughs> do you think how bad of a brand decision would it be for the organization to embrace the villain role? No, 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 no. Oh no. no! Awful, God, right? Okay. No. <laughs> just <laughs> just like, checking. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It would be the worst decision ever. It'd be like if your ever. granddad tried to bring on like a bad boy persona and bought a leather jacket and started smoking. Like, absolutely oh, yeah. not. Okay. After like, after like ruining Thanksgiving Evil dinner Evil geniuses barely make it work. And we had those weird graphics from Vitality where it was like, let's turn self-made into a serial killer action <laughs> Like, I really don't think esports no. can pull off the villain concepts the way they think it's they hard. can. No. Oh, yeah. Super it, hard. It, it has to be super organic. It has to be, like, the... That's the other thing is, like, the players How many themselves. players kill someone? Yeah, then like, they can like, be real villains. Huh? That's just criminal. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a villain. That's a like criminal. Land in jail. <laughs> make everyone hate you. Ooh. Um, no, but, like, the, the, players are, the players are also way too likable. That's it. Like, like TSM... They're nice. TSM are the villains because they're, like... Brock should be a villain. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no shot. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I think if you ask Broxa to say something mean, he'd start crying. <laughs> he's like, like badass. I think. The worst thing he can say is, he, I think he'd, he'd he's like, alright. He'd be like, you know what? I did play poorly. You're right. <laughs> to himself. No. Yeah. He's his own now villain. I'm sad. I won't give... Pull yeah, no, they can't. Real quick. I won't give Greg Kim, Greg Kim has his work cut out from him. Yeah, true. Like he's he he he's gonna have a lot of decisions that he needs to do. He's got to probably tear that organization probably from <sighs> coaching staff for sure needs a change. I believe. I think that players wise, do you keep anyone from this roster? There are pieces you can keep. Like who? I mean, I, I, th- I think realistically. I think It'll come down to if they want to come back because yeah. that might because like a lot of those guys. <laughs> oh, True. Yeah. Like, well, who, if you, if they all said yes, who would you choose? Only one. 
as many as you want, but like real. Right, answers, Broxa. By the way. Yeah, I mean, if they all if they all said yes, I'd probably. Yeah, it's yeah, Broxa. Broxa, and if I had to go someone else. In. Keep Pope as a coach. Demonte. He's Demonte. proved he's quite good at it, okay. and he's probably better as a coach than he is as a player. Actually, Plus, Pope he's a, a generally likable personality who gets a lot of views on his streams, so he's a good person mm. to have in your orc. That's all I'm saying. Also, mm. him and his girlfriend are really cute on Twitter. I like them a lot. Also true. This has been Meg's ASMR And you know what sucks, too? Remember in, like, you know sound check when Meg that... was like, there's no way I'm going to speak this close to the mic. What am I doing? Yeah. And yeah. Then, Immediately gets yeah. this this close to the mic. I have to utilize my new... Guys, I've got a new pop filter. I have to utilize it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, like, duct taped to the bottom of my desk anymore. <laughs> you know what also sucks for CLG? They're the only major org that didn't make Proving Grounds this year. Brutal. So their their Oof. developmental system's not even that great. Yeah, their academy so team is good. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. good. It's not good at all. They don't have anyone that's really at a level where they can just replace them into the the roster for now. Yeah, it's really it's curtains for this for this team. At least like, like in uh, traditional sports, uh, meat sports, as some would say. Like normally <laughs> the teams that are at like the bottom of the league, like whether it be like MLB, NFL, whatever, right? They're Future looks bright because they have young players on the way the draft. who are developing. The draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in this case, all of the young like stars you get to like look forward to, if you're a CLG fan, there's none. Like, And if there are, they are far below the standard set by the rest of the league. It's different, too, because in, like, for example, with, like, the NBA, right? I think that, like, North America is also, like, a talent factory when it comes to and just in general because the because it's na the the ml the nba they can draft from everywhere right yeah whereas for proving grounds and stuff you're drafting from na and it's not limited the same level of, yeah it's pretty limited right now and i'm gonna quote nade shot where it's like it still needs yeah. developing like mm-hmm. because yeah, this is the I, thought, only, I thought that yeah. that quote by nade shot was money yeah yeah it's basically i i have to pull it up but not this isn't verbatim but he basically said that fans want esports teams to win 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 right now but they also want them to develop any talent and field enemy talent and like build up and give chances to younger players but you can't have your cake and eat it too because it's it's going to take a long time like all these teams like eg and tsm and c9 and 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 100 thieves who have started to build these programs for younger players that just started that literally just started and so it's gonna take time for us to get to that level because everyone's comparing us to like for example eu bro that's been in service for years Uh, that that is a foolish you know yeah exactly you can't compare eu to na right now because like you can compare it in a way that like oh you didn't jump on the bandwagon to try and build your talent back then but in terms of right now, it's like they did start very recently. Give it a little bit of time. People need to realize Adam is a fringe case. You cannot make a player like that in a year. Yeah. That is like, he is, you are not going to find an Adam. Like, that's a once in a hundred years type thing. Even right. if this is just, even if this world is like the only big success we see him have, that's still incredible. But that's not how, like, the majority of people work. Even if just because. 16-year-olds need a lot of work put into them in order to get them to function well in a team environment under, like, incredibly high pressure in a place where a load of people are going to be watching them and, like, critiquing everything that they do, especially if they're present on social media. Like, that takes a lot. It's not just how well can they click their buttons, it's how well can they become a professional and someone who can represent an entire region in an international tournament that is the biggest tournament in a year. Yep. In the year, by yeah. far. Like, it's a big ask. And so, going back to CLG, I don't think they've shown that they have the resources to do that. Build, like, an, like a CLG amateur. Do they have an amateur team? I don't think they've got, like a, third, like, a tier three, if you will. Tier three, no, but I haven't heard any happy. noise from it, a la 100 Next, or EG Prodigies, or TSM's amateur. Like, I haven't heard noise TSM from it in a while. Yeah. 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 I so, mean, they could, because they got, they got that MSG money, but... It just feels so horribly mismanaged. I'm not going to speak too much on that because I don't know all the details, but it just feels like everything has kind of gone wrong from the roots up. No way. The organization owned by Jim Dolan mismanaged? No way. Here we go, bro. No Spoken shot. Like a true New Yorker. No shot, a true, right? No. A true New York fan. I'm going to keep the Knicks talk for you know, another day. 
I for the sports say, podcast. I'm going to just tune out for like five minutes <laughs> while you guys talk about sports. Someone just ping me when we're back on eSports uh, so I'll come back in. Okay, well, let's let's move on to, to our hot some, takes. Because I got some hot takes. I know Mike has a hot take that I, I hope he says in this. I have, a, I have a disgustingly hot take that I yeah, yeah, yeah. teased to my boy. Let Here. All right, Ty, if, if yours is scalding hot, Tyler, go first. We'll, we'll build up to it. Okay. I, I've mentioned this before in multiple podcasts, but I still firmly believe, thank goodness, they, didn't, they, they, they won their league. But I still maintain that PSG talent, now that especially since Unified's been confirmed, he's going to play at the tournament, they are with the right circum... Like, with, like I, they're a top four team. In, at, at Worlds. You think they, they, they go to semis? No questions asked. No, think, no draw, no like... You know. I think that... I agree with that. I think that it depends on if they get put on... Because you know how like most Worlds, you have the Chinese side of the bracket in knockouts, knockouts and then you have the, the Korean side? Mm-hmm. Where there's like I mean, that, I mean, two that's Korean... Screen, I know, I know. But like... like, like There's always those kind of like... If they can get a Korean team is what I'm saying. If they can get a Korean yeah. team in the knockouts... Give me PSG versus Downwind Gaming. Oh, That's what I'm give saying. Me that five game series, please. Because thank you very much. That could be really interesting. And I was talking about this with Mike earlier. Is that on the topic of Damwon, they need to be real careful, especially if it's at Iceland, because Showmaker had a lot of health issues at Iceland. Because so, in an interview with Ashley Kang, he confirmed that he has really bad eczema. And oh, at, it's cold as balls out there. Yeah, and it's and the thing is, is that it got really bad in Iceland because it's cold. Um, it's very dry. And, and, and windy and it's dry. To, yeah, and it got to the point where he couldn't sleep, and he got stomach aches. And not as only that, that eczema as a kid, like really bad eczema, it's so miserable. Like yeah. it just it affects your ability to do anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't even help that Riot had outdoor photo shoots. You remember that the ones oh, where they were yeah. outside in like the I'm like I'm looking at that now. I'm like, yo, you forced one of your best players ever to take his puffer off when he actually that has medical that. a medical condition to like yeah. that that'll like, prevent him from wear a mask something like, like that yeah. a hypoallergenic mask or something like you everyone's wearing masks anyway let him do the photo shoot in a mask I don't exactly know, that's, that was kind of weird champ and, and so for me at least it's like they damwon needs to be real careful with showmaker like really careful first off but back to the thing about psg psg and damwon is going to be really really interesting to watch for me I've said this again. Again, I've said this before. PSG, they play like a, ma- a baby LPL team. And we've seen what they can do on an international stage this past MSI. Mm-hmm. They're pretty damn good. And that yeah. was with a sub ADC that they just picked up for the tournament. And so I think that they have an even higher ceiling now because they're bringing in Unified, who is the best ADC in, in the region. And, and, Do- and what's cool is Doggo is going but he'll have to go through plans. Yeah. Exactly, with Beyond Gaming. And Beyond took a series off of PSG yeah, they in were the down, playoffs. They were down 2-1 in the yeah. upper bracket finals. Exactly. If, and so... If I'm like Mad Lions, not Mad Lions, uh, Rogue or uh, Cloud9 sitting, sitting in play-ins, that's the team I'm worried about. Beyond Gaming. Beyond. 100%. For sure. This is a perfect segue um, to my hot take. Can I... Can I he gets mad it? at me for saying it, is by the way. Is it a perfect segue if you say it's a perfect segue? I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> you said it to me, Meg. You said it to me first. <laughs> Actually, go Rogue ahead. Rogue make it out of plans. Wow. Outright? Outright. Outright, they know making the plans. A little caveat. There's a little more nuance to it than this, but this is a hot take segment, so I'm going to phrase it this way because it's more interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I'm like... This team disappoints me with how they perform in high-pressure situations. I don't know what it is because they have a, like, they have a good, like, psychological, holistic coaching staff behind them. They have a guy whose name is currently escaping me. Um, I think it's Ishmael something. Um, but mm. the they have a dedicated, like, holistic nutrition, mentality, sports performance, psychology coach. Yeah, and it just feels like they trip over themselves in the moments where it matters, mm. and I think they'll do fine in like the their individual games. But I think when it comes to those all important games to get them out of tiebreakers and stuff, yeah, when it gets to tiebreakers, when it gets to best of fives, I think they're gonna fumble. 
Like, I just, I have very little faith in this team's ability to actually pull victories out when it truly matters. I Mm -hmm. think they can accrue the victories when they feel like there's no pressure on them. But then I think once the once that gas gets turned up a little bit, they start getting antsy and they can't perform in the same way. I think on the flip side, there is a world where Rogue is like a sleeper quarterfinalist, if not semifinalist. Right. Now that's a hotter take than Whoa. what I just said. W- w- was that the one you were you were? Uh, no, I had I had no I haven't. No, even he has a hotter one. Wait, I, there's actually, a hotter no, take Mike. Than that. Yeah, Mike, Mike. To be honest, this is hotter I, than the one that you said before. No, I think there is a world where Rogue can make it to the I, bracket I, I stage. I actually agree. Like, actually if agree. you break it down, this team has players who are like all among the best in their region at their respective positions. Like on a perfect like. Perfect stars align kind of day. Odoamne inspired Larson, Hansama, not so much Trimby, but the first four are all MVP candidates. Like, it's. One guy literally won MVP. Yeah, literally. So, if those guys play up to their peak and if they play as a team and conquer those tough situations, like you mentioned, Meg, there is a world where Rogue escapes groups, plays well enough to make it into the quarterfinals, and potentially goes deep into the tournament. No, I, I, they, they got no. They got they got to figure out their mid game. <clears throat> they got to take risks um, because. I, and again, I, I'm saying this. Oh, it's just so simple because like you've been playing a certain way the whole time and you found success in best of ones. Like their early game was literally record setting this year. Mm-hmm. What they have like uh, Tyler, you tweeted this out. I remember like it's like what two two k gold at fifteen. It was a really gross average gold difference at fifteen Hello? minutes. Yeah, really insane. gross. Like like on the one hand, that's incredibly frustrating and it feels a little hopeless because you go, how do you not win? Like how how are you how are you this bad with doing that well? On the other hand, it's like, well, they do so many things well that the teams don't. Is the fix really that big? I don't know though. I think it's mental. I, I think it's more so. They have the talent. Maybe they have the talent. Well, anyway. Be known that I'm not shitting on Rogue. I think Rogue do a lot of things right. I think they're a very like very strong team in the regular season. But I think because they have that consistent performance in the regular season they don't ramp it up when other teams do and then they get taken out i think it's a combination of they don't ramp it up when other teams do and they get nervous and i just history does not allow me to trust this team to be able to pull out the performance when it matters yeah They, they they haven't shown me anything that says they can turn it on right now and that's disappointing to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talking about these guys like they didn't get swept by Mad Lions and swept by Fnatic yeah. to end Oof. their playoffs. You feel me? I, I sound thing, but like six losses in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and especially they were the like, top team in the league. Into worlds on that. Exactly. Like, that's gotta do something for your mental. Exactly. Yeah. Rogue was the top team at the end of the summer. Like at, at the end of summer, and then they get swept back to back series. And then, and then, if you're like the coaching staff, like, what, like, what are you supposed to do? It, it feels like an impossible choice. It's like, do we fundamentally change some things and run that risk, or do exactly we trust what we've been doing and make small tweaks, or you know, trust that you know what? Look, Fnatic and Mad, they were just really, really good, but we are still good enough to make it out of planes if we keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I do not envy the people that have to make that kind of decision. Yeah, but, I think that like, it's going to be rough because, like you said, they've built an identity for themselves already. And changing an identity like that is going to have its ups and downs. It's not just an instant click. It's not like Fnatic, where like they had to change a little bit of the way that they play. Well, in a way, but like it fit the players a lot more. Their change. They were like falling into something they were more comfortable with, rather than changing a style that they like suited them down to the bone. Exactly. And so for me, Rogue, I don't know. I more agree with Meg's take, where it's like they might not make, especially with the teams that you have in the plans. I don't think there's a good chance that they don't make it out of playing. Oh, a lot has to go chance. right for Rogue for them to go deep into the tournament. But like, yeah, 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 for sure. If they catch lightning in a yeah. bottle and play up to their peaks, then who knows? They're just as good as anybody else. All right, Mike, what's the what, what's the, the czar, hottest what's the czar bomba? What's the big oh my my hottest? Okay, let me preface this by saying that. <laughs> oh, you know it's good when there's a caveat. Yeah, let me preface this by saying that in. <laughs> 
nine million uh, universes. However many the know, Doctor Strange. Yeah, like how many are out there? You got you got my gun. Yeah, I'm doing the the, the orange portals. Uh, however many universes are out there, ninety nine point nine percent of them, one of FPX EDG or Damwon wins worlds outright. But there is one universe where Mad Lions win the whole thing. Ooh, Let's go. <laughs> Let's like, go. There is, I don't think that's that insane. There is one universe where Mad Lions oh, wins the worlds. Copium in me right now is singing. You see how big of the smile Meg has on her face yeah. after yeah. you said that shit. I think, yeah, on the surface <laughs> it sounds like Mimi, like Mad Lions, straight of, up copium. Oh yeah, yeah like actual hopium. But like on the surface. When you when you when you break it down, you look below the surface. This is a team that is, first off, obviously very good. They just won back to back splits, but that goes without saying. For years, we have like put our faith and put like a lot of stock into LPL teams because they are hyper aggressive, know how to team fight, and can control the map very well. Right, and every time an LPL team is favored at an international tournament, we talk about those intangible factors. Mad Lions have all of those abilities. True. That being said, Mad Lions has something that is also very valuable, and they're able to show restraint extremely well. They don't like push the envelope more than they need to, and they know what their win conditions are, and they execute upon them perfectly. I think. Madeline, and that's really, really rare in a young team, that ability to like kind of slow down the game and play to your tempo. Madelines do it coaching. just as well as anybody else in the world, and I'll die on that hill. Like mm. they are a actual well oiled machine, which is crazy because they can flip the switch between hyper aggressive and super controlled within minutes in a span of one single game. And yeah, Tyler, you bring up coaching, it's 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 honestly impressive to me how strong of a coach, of a head coach, um, Mac, Mac really is. Like, this guy went toe-to-toe with Yamato Cannon and Grabs over the course of the last few weeks and just put him, up, put him on the washboard, really. Like, this g- went toe-to-toe with Koma and put him one game from elimination. Yeah, also that guy. Like, that dude. That random. Mac, that yeah. one guy. That one dude. Mac knows how to coach a team, and I think Mad Lions is the perfect kind of team for him to coach. That being said, granted, I don't think Mad Lions is like the odds-on favorite to win Worlds, but if I yeah. had to pick a long shot based on so many different stars aligning and so many things like coming to the top of the surface, like... Be- Respectfully, I would shit my pants if Mad One won. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Like, actually, <laughs> not gently. I would not. Yeah. yeah. I, I would. I could not cope with that because, like, that is just such a, like you said, lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Perfect example of everything within EU's mm-hmm. ecosystem coming together in mm-hmm. the most actually. perfect, mm-hmm. serendipitous, wonderful mm-hmm. way to create this, like, out of nowhere. Oh. Now I'm sad because now it's probably I've not gonna just happen. got this perfect little storyline in my head and it's not gonna happen. Imagine imagine this, right? Yeah, We're trying cool. to make a video about it where it's like they they ushered in a new era in Europe as the new the young guns. And then as soon as they usher the new era, bang, they win worlds. As the young guns of Europe, the the pride, After the pride of Europe. You know how nuts that sounds? Because like, it's Lion Pride. Yeah. The pride of Europe wins world to usher I in a new goosebumps. era. I yeah. have actual goosebumps. It'd be awesome. Like that would be nuts. But unfortunately, you know, it's a FPX thing. Granted, so. FPX in three all the way to the bank. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, in a perfect world. And the goosebumps are gone. There, there is one simulation where Mad Lions wins the whole thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's that outlandish. Like there are, if if, if Matt do win, please don't ever try to talk to me ever again. There was <laughs> just not like it's not ever a year. You'll, you'll, you'll start screeching. Just open your yeah. mouth and just sound. Just like oh a God. banshee wail comes yeah. out. That'd be so funny. If there was ever a year for a long shot to win worlds, it's this one. We talked about it earlier in the show about how closely stacked this tournament is. If there was ever going to be a situation where a 
you know, some Taipei assassin type shit. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of team that's not like you know eye poppingly amazing, but is still respectable enough to hold their own, could win the whole thing. This is the season to mm-hmm. do so. So I need to go take a cold shower. This is too much. <laughs> it's in. Uh, this is a lot. It's in Europe. We don't know what the fans. Oh my god! Is. It's in Europe. We don't know what the fans. Imagine, is, right? We we, we have reports that it's going to be in Iceland, right? We and, yes. But again, that's like <clears throat> those are reports. I, I trust. I trust our boy. Um, but like you know, we don't know if that's like oh, just group stage. Like, what if they did play-ins in different? What if they know, did venues and stuff? finals in Madrid? Dude, if they did finals, Mad oh, Lions. Mad Lions versus FPX in Madrid. Insane. You, you thought you thought you thought Eli gets on stage and like. Gives Banshee Whale. Banshee Whale. Not Shomega. Gives <laughs> Do and Be a Swirly. <laughs> oh my, bro. Imagine G- how incredible Gives the victory that speech that Carlos never could. If Mad oh gets God. to finals, it doesn't matter. Take everything, move it, to, put it in a field for all I care. Like in Madrid. <laughs> it's gotta be there. Yeah. It'd be insane. Yeah. It'd be awesome. You know how loud? They they would you hear it through the headset with Cristiano the white noise. Ronaldo noise. brought three oh. Champions Leagues to Real Madrid. Nah. You ain't seen. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. The Spanish yet. league fan base is legitimately just something else. Like it's, it's different. Whole They're different nuts. Beast. Different. <laughs> like it's so insane to me because like I've seen, I watched like footage from Kcor with 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 like the French like oh, fans. Blue wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blue wall. They're already nuts, and I love it. But if if Mad Lions, imagine oh. just picture it, Mad Lions. Like win world in Madrid, yeah. Wait, heck. <laughs> um, speaking on the France and uh, France and Spain thing, uh, uh, our colleague Bloop tweeted out um, one of the things. Like, it shouldn't have made me laugh as hard as I did, but here we are. Um, it was he said because your master's going on right now, um, and he said, "Yeah, I'm a milf," and it's like you know the acronyms, <laughs> and he goes, "Man, I love." France, Spain, EU Masters band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the storylines coming into Worlds are incredible. I'm now really sad about the fact that this I've built up this Mad Lions yeah. winning Worlds in Madrid when we don't think it's going to be. It might not Madrid. even be we there. Just, we spent the Iceland. last ten minutes writing fanfiction. We have no information that yeah. suggests that it's going to be in Madrid. Yeah. Now we have this fanfic, and I'm sad that it's yeah. probably not. We just wrote lol esports fanfiction. Kind of did. Kaiki. Which, fun fact, a lot more of that exists than you would think it does. I didn't know I that. Be surprised <laughs> Not at all. Be surprised, man. Not at all. Yeah. If yeah. anyone wants some good lolly sports fan fiction recommendations, I'll make a Twitter thread for it. There it is. Because I have, I have seen some stuff. <laughs> the people's messenger. At Megatron. Yeah, I'm bringing the people. Not what they, well, not what they want, but what they need yep. and mm-hmm. what they deserve. Tyler, if it's Mad Lions versus PSG in the grand finals, me and you are going to go absolutely insane. Like, there's no way. There's no yeah. shot. <laughs> If, I'm buying a jersey like yesterday. <laughs> what do <are> you? Like? <laughs> yeah. If if that's the fu- oh my. Oh. Can you imagine? A, I keep imagining imagine things that won't happen. We're all right, and it's like PSG, Hanwha Life, Mad Lions, and I guess like Damn One for me. If if we're all right. We need to start charging people yeah. to manifest for them on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. They send in like this is actually a really good business idea, by the way. But if like if we manage to create that reality with our words, people have to pay us four hundred dollars to be like, I'm gonna get an A on my test and we say it on the podcast. Four hundred dollars. Four hundred bones. I, I think more. I think we, we take we get ten percent of the semifinal winnings from each of those teams, dude. Wait, yeah, wait. Why are we going so small? We, we straight yeah. up we straight up manifested them to go to the semis. Yo. Well, I'm Mad Lions is cash in our pockets if you win. I'm just saying. <clears throat> True facts. There it is. All right. Um, my last take. I think that Mad. Okay, and then we're wrapping it up. But mm-hmm. if Mad Lions won Worlds or had like an exorbitant amount of success or whatever, um, or 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 took a game off an LPL team in a final, which no European team has done. Right? G2 and Fnatic, they got 3-0, but let's not forget that. Um, I think it would be a really big win for off-the-rift team building. Because I think that is where Mad Lions have found mm-hmm. not the base of their success, but what has taken them over the edge. Yep. In every interview they talk about. Humanoid are best bros. Mm-hmm. They're, they're best friends. They don't tilt. Uh, you know, uh, we, we just released an interview with Arma where he said, like, um, he's like, yeah, after MSI, like, you know, he was like, he was like, look, first six weeks of summer, like, I was playing, but my head wasn't in it. Like, I was mm-hmm. burnt out. And I mm-hmm. said, hey, 
guys, let me just kind of mentally like not go 10,000% for the first six weeks. I'll be back. I just need to take a break. I need yeah. to not be at a million miles an hour. And then he, and then he's like, and sure enough, like he said, my teammates trusted me. The coaching staff trusted me. The trust. Uh, Max spoke about it on PGL and um, LEC and L, L and is the, wow. There she is. Words are hard. Huh. LEC and ERL interviewer Megalodontist did an interview with Pad, um, uh, Mad's secondary coach. I've just lost the ability to speak. Mad's secondary <laughs> coach about um, how the team handled burnout, uh, both of which are really interesting. And I think um, dealing with burnout in a like correct way is something that esports still has a lot to learn. And I think Mad is doing a really especially good job when of like, the players, taking the steps. Especially when the players are so young. That, that, yep. that, yeah. What made me think of that was what you said, Mike, about like this is the perfect team for Mac to coach. Oh, yeah. Because he's working with young minds. It's awesome. Yep. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, we've gone way the heck over time. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been the Critical Strike Podcast. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and Google Play. Let's go. Um, for Meg, for Tyler, for Mike, I have been Hank, otherwise known as Enrique, as I'm known in other parts of the world, believe it or not. Um, yeah. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening. Take it easy.